Despite all the delays, we arrived at Stella Point, almost on schedule, just at sunrise. For many, this was the turnaround spot on the climb, as it is on the rim and a mere 600 feet or so below Uhura Peak. That ascent often took no more than half an hour, often as little as 20 minutes. As the route was not challenging and the grade was gradual, but by the time climbers reached Stella Point, they were sick with one of the intestinal illnesses that plague such climbs, or with the version of high-altitude sickness, or were suffering from a multitude of minor injuries sustained during the climb. For many, it was a no-moss moment. Enough was enough. Stella Point was good enough. As we stepped onto Stella Point, the climbers and guides congregated in a large mass. We climbers were all but gasping for air and were very grateful for the opportunity to rest. The guides broke out portable heaters and began brewing tea. Small snacks were distributed to recharge our diminished energy. A few minutes later, a glorious sunrise burst across the expanse of Africa spread beneath us. The Serengeti Plain was a magnificent canvas painted in muted browns, greens, and blue. A mug of sweet hot tea was thrust into my grip, and I sipped, then gulped it with gusto. There was no opportunity for a refill, as the rest was far too short. A front was descending on us from off the Indian Ocean. At this elevation, that meant snow, more cold and strong winds, but Uhura Point was just there, not far at all, so we pressed on. The storm struck with a vengeance. The wind bit into my face, bringing with it sharp pellets of snow that beat me as if shot from a high-powered air gun. Within minutes, the cloud cover and heavy snow masked the sunlight, and we were thrust into night again. Flashlights and headlamps were turned on, but to little positive effect. My own lamp cast the area around me in a glaring glow that prevented me from seeing beyond its radiance. I could make out the climber in front of me and see my footing so it was better with the light than without it. And so we continued, plodding along into the wind, stopping far too often. I shut my mind off from all thought and concentrated on placing each foot in front of the other, moving steadily toward the summit. I've had worse ascents, been in and survived far worse storms, but this was very, very unpleasant, and not at all what I had expected from Killy. I moved steadily like a robot, sucking thin air, wishing I'd drunk more tea, wishing this was over. Several times the line stopped and I thought we'd arrived, but within a minute or two we'd press on, and so it went interminably until finally, after what seemed an inordinate passage of time, we arrived at Uhura Point, the highest place on the continent of Africa. Our guides immediately mingled among us with grins and happy patter, shaking hands vigorously, congratulating us each in turn. The president was ahead in a tight cluster, the Secret Service agents forming a wall around him. A few of those most trusted were admitted to congratulate him and have their photograph taken. In fact, cameras had broken out everywhere. Guides joined me to have their pictures taken, as did others. Tired as we were, exhausted as were many of us, we'd made it, 
and for a few minutes we savored the joy of accomplishment. Camera flashes formed round silent bursts of light. The snowfall was very heavy, whipping down on us in a violent wind. I turned to find Diana, to savor this moment with her, when I heard the sounds of rapid gunfire coming from the President's group. It was answered almost at once by other weapons. Instinctively, I threw myself to the ground, crawled toward Diana as more shots pierced the howling wind amid anguished calls of pain.